Hello, Dreamer. This new moon, I'd like to share with you a conversation I had with Catherine Bell on her show, The Dream Journal. I was a guest on her live radio show in May of 2020. And if you haven't listened to that or heard her show before, I'm happy to introduce you to it. She interviews dream workers every week. And her show is a lot of fun because she also takes live call-ins from listeners who want to share a dream or ask a question. So you'll hear a couple of call-ins during our conversation from two familiar voices. And you'll also hear Catherine share where she was at with her own personal dream work at that time. And we work one of her dreams a little bit through the lens of the five elements. She asks me to explain the five elements in dreams and talk about how I work with dreams with patients in the clinic and think about dreams in connection with physical healing. The idea comes up about aha moments in dreams being kind of like, oh, that's it, spots in acupuncture or acupressure, when you find a sensitive spot on your body and you just know that's it. So this conversation was a lot of fun. We even talk about a dream that one of the callers had that was a prompt to her to have more fun. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to dive deeper into the five elements in dreams and you haven't gotten my free mini book about them yet, come to thedreamersden.org open and I will send you a copy. You're listening to the Dreamers Den podcast. I'm your host, Leilani Navarre. I'm here along with guest dream workers, authors, and teachers to talk about diving deep into your dreams. We're skipping the small talk and going for conversations about what matters most to us, what's touching us so deeply that it shows up in our dreams, in one form or another. We talk about engaging with dreams to experience insight, inspiration, healing, and meaningful connection with one another. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch all these conversations. Visit thedreamersden.org slash open for a free video and mini book I put together to help you learn more about opening up or deepening your own relationship with your dreams. Good morning. You are listening to KSQD Santa Cruz, KSQD 90.7 FM, and streaming live at ksqd.org. I am Catherine Bell, and this is The Dream Journal, a weekly show where we explore the healing powers of your nighttime dreams through conversations with dream experts and with you. In the words of Carl Jung, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. Today we will be speaking with Leilani Navar about the healing powers of dreams and especially relating to Chinese medicine and the five elements. This is Catherine Bell of Experiential Dreamwork and welcome to the Dream Journal. I'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of Natural Bridges Media or of KSQD's staff, volunteers, or underwriters. Please check out the Dream Journal podcast, look for it, review it, subscribe, and tell a friend. The Dream Journal is available on all of your major podcast platforms. So I'd like to start with my personal work. I have found that I have had some very uncomfortable dreams lately, as uh, dreamers know who have been listening to the show. There has been a kind of recurring theme that is, I'm thinking of a particular dream recently that was an old dynamic related to my relationship with my son. And, you know, child-parent relationships are, are often quite fraught. Certainly they are for me. And this was like a kind of a a refrain of some of the power struggles that we had earlier when he was younger. And I have found that lately he has been uh, very comfortable with me and I with him so that there's our relationship is much better than it had been. Yet I had this dream in which we were having a, a major power struggle. So I'm wondering if there's something about 
this pandemic and and even just about life where I kind of you kind of go around through spirals old issues come up and then they go away again and so this is like an old issue for me and and of course it didn't start with the birth of my son that this dynamic must have been in me in some way in order for it to be activated by my relationship with my son so there's something about this power struggle that for me relationship has felt like it had to be a power struggle like it had to be one person wins and the other person loses instead of instead of having a win-win situation so i'm having a lot of tenderness for myself and just holding myself patiently and knowing that that uh, that dynamic is not so present for me anymore and yet even though it comes up in the dream and it's painful in the dream to have these these fights that there's you know there's something way that I've gone to another level with that and to be patient with myself and knowing that it'll come around again and in my experience with dream work learning to be tender with myself is one of the really key elements of of my personal growth so I'm gonna say hello hello Leilani hi Catherine hi thanks for coming on the show today Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Fantastic. Leilani Navar is a dream worker, a licensed acupuncturist, and a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine. She is the creator of the Dreamer's Den, a growing community of healers, artists, dream works, and dream workers, people interested in how dreams can help us live in balance with our ecosystem. Leilani was inspired by her teacher, Bob Quinn, and his mentor, the late beloved Jeremy Taylor, and now she brings dreams and Chinese medicine together in clinical practice. She's fascinated by how the symbols used for millennia in traditional Chinese medicine show up in the dreams of people who've never even heard of them. Leilani also hosts a podcast called The Dreamer's Den, Dreamwork in Good Company. Similar to The Dream Journal, she interviews experienced dream workers, teachers, and authors, diving deep to support you opening up to or deepening your relationship with your dreams. So, welcome, Leilani. Thank you. Yeah. So good to have you on the show. I was very excited to see your podcast, and we'll talk more about that later. Why don't we start out with uh, your history and your background. How did you first get interested in dreams? Well, I've been interested in my own dreams for as long as I can remember. I've always had vivid, epic storyline kind of dreams, Mm -hmm. and... So I think they always intrigued me. You know, I was into fantasy adventure novels as a kid and my own dreams sort of gave me that same sense of something exciting and meaningful happening. And I didn't really do anything with my dreams though, besides write them down in a journal and and think they were cool until, Mm -hmm. um, until maybe my late teens, I got a book about creativity and dreams and did some, let my dreams inform some writing. And then much later, when I was in school for Chinese medicine, attended a workshop that Bob Quinn and Jeremy Taylor hosted, which was full mostly of acupuncturists and students of Chinese medicine. And the whole thing blew my mind. I think Jeremy Taylor blew people's minds all the time. So Mm. there was that. Mm -hmm. But also there was the way that everybody speaking um, the language of Chinese medicine symbols, as you mentioned, was was showing up in all of these dreams. Mm. So that was that was a life changing day for me. I was um, began to see how dreams, which had previously just been interesting to me, were also going to be able to play a huge role in my work and my life and my patients' lives. Right, because I understand that you not only use the dreams for as personal growth, but you also use them to enhance your 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 acupuncture and like to decide where to place points or maybe you could say more about how you use the dreams in in your clinical role yeah so one way is the personal growth and the deep connection i find that as soon as a patient starts sharing a dream or a friend or anybody as soon as we drop into that space of talking about dreams the quality of the conversation changes already Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge in the clinic, you know, just getting to that point between me and whoever's coming for my help where we're we're connecting on a a deeper level. 
Right. So, so there's that. But then also, I would say one way of looking at what we're trying to do in any Chinese medicine treatment is to get an idea of where in the landscape of your body things are flowing freely, where they're blocked, where they are abundant, and where they're um, deficient or lacking a little bit, mm -hmm. and how the different organ systems in the body are relating to each other. So dreams have a way of reflecting on those questions really beautifully. You know, once we, once we can look at the symbolism in the dream as related to, let's say, the large intestine channel, mm -hmm. it, it can draw my attention and draw the patient's attention to that channel on their body. And then I can know that that's where I need to ask more questions or check the points on, in this case, the arm to see if that's where the most helpful treatment would be. So mm. it's, it's like the dreams let us know where the action is in a really complicated human system. Where, where is the most important action taking place? Which is, of course, what they also do on a psycho-spiritual level, so that the dreams also tell us where the action is, like what is yep. actually happening. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm. So how would you recognize something like that? Like, well, maybe let's start with the five elements. Maybe uh -huh. list what they are, and, and maybe we could say a few words about their meaning. Sure. Yeah, I guess first I'll, I'll give you a little sketch of what the five elements are, Perfect. and then we could, we could maybe hone in on one or two, or we could even talk about your dream that you shared um, with your son if you wanted, or yes. another example. that'd be great. So we call them the five elements, and I think, at least in the West, when we think of the elements, we think of... Uh, earth, wind, water, fire, and we think of almost the way we think of the periodic table, like the fundamental elements that our world is built out of. But this, this way of looking at the elements is a little bit different. It's more like we call them sometimes the five phases. So they're types of movement that, that everything is going through. Everything that exists goes through these five phases. Mm -hmm. So we can think about uh, the seasons of the year so there's the winter season where there's life happening, but it's all underground, and we associate that with the water element. Really? The, w the winter is water? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know why that surprises me, but that's okay. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> okay. if you think about how like water goes down and in, kind uh, of gathers, gathers deeply, and we have you know the vastness of the ocean, how everything is stored in there, uh, kind of that's, that's right. kind of the energetics of winter, too. Okay. And then... Coming out of winter, we go to spring, and that we associate with the element of wood. It, in English, the word wood makes us think of the hard trunk of a tree, but it's really all kinds of growing green things. Mm. So we have that springing up energy, the beginning of new life, and kind of a sense of direction as you think of a little new sprout coming up out of the ground. And then summer, which we associate with fire, has more of an up and out, and of course a warm energy. Mm -hmm. Then we come around to fall, and fall is this moment where things kind of blaze with their beauty, like the leaves on a tree change to their most vibrant colors, and then they die and fall away. Mm -hmm. And fall is a time of that poignancy and then the cutting away, and we associate that with the metal element. Then you come back to winter and water, but in the middle, the center around which everything else turns is where we place earth. I was wondering where we are going to get to the fifth one. Oh, it's in the yeah. middle, huh? Okay. Yeah, you know, uh. it's with with everything in Chinese medicine. I, I could probably say everything. I think <laughs> everything. You, there's many angles you can take. You know, you can stand in different positions and see it a slightly different way. So, yeah. the way I just kind of sketched it out for you, Earth is in the middle and it's the center. But we also when we talk about actually the mother-child relationship of the elements and how they each generate each other. Uh, we say that fire generates earth the way fire will give us ashes. So you can also put earth on the, on the circle in there between fire and metal. Right. Okay. So, so that's the a sketch of the five elements. Um, how would you, I mean, I think there's a lot that we could talk about here. Um, did you said you said, so you had an idea of how that could apply to, to my dream. I mean, there's no elements at all that I could see. Yeah, yeah, well, so the elements are one really 
brilliant way of representing these energetics that I was just talking about, huh. the down and in, the up and out, yeah. and, and so on. But they don't have to show up. We do lots of times see a growing green thing or a fire or a it's knife in our dreams. Certainly water. We, I mean, water is a very common dream element. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so you can see those, but you can also see, let's say, um, a movement of up and out, like uh, the ants crawling up and out of a little hole in the ground. Mm. And that up and out gesture is another expression, potentially, of the fire element. And in this case, there would also be earth, of course. We're talking about the ground, and we could go down a whole track with that image. But what caught my attention about your dream was, was you said this dynamic with my son isn't really present right now, mm-hmm. which made me start to wonder, so what is happening in a, in a mother-child kind of sense? Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, we, we use that phrase exactly with the elements mother-child. So mm-hmm. if, let's say, water generates wood, mm-hmm. if wood is suffering, the wood element in the body is the, the liver and the gallbladder, the eyes and the vision. So mm-hmm. let's say something's going on there. One reason for that might be that its mother, water, can't nourish it. Hmm. And then we have to ask, well, why can't the mother nourish the child and, and see you know, what's, what's going on there? So, um, so in your case, there's a, a power struggle between yeah. the, the mother and the child. Mm-hmm. And so there's, it's almost, if we were looking at that circle, if you can picture it, there's like a backflow from the child that should just be generated by the mother and then right. go on with its life. Right, it's right. like a back. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Of resistance. So, I don't know. If do you want to say more about the dream? Was there was there any imagery um, or an emotion? Well, else? it was a lot of uh, it was a frustration dream that uh, well, in which I wanted him to do something and he was he was refusing. I wanted him to clean up. Actually, I wanted him to clean up after himself, which is mm-hmm. which is, was kind of has in the past been a uh, an issue uh, and. There was, uh, I mean, I can also say that when I was really young, I was told that I was a, um, a very good baby, which I always thought was kind of creepy. <laughs> that, you know, that even as a baby that I didn't cry very much and that I was very, um, I think I was kind of scared that I know that when I was born, my mother was very sad. She had what we would now call postpartum depression, um, as I understand it. And so... There was like a sense that maybe even from the very beginning that I had to take care of her and, and, and just really had not have very many needs. And yet I've raised my son to, ha- to have needs and to express them. And it's not always convenient. And, and sometimes mm. I get kind of like what I wanted to have needs too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I think that is part of the power struggles is that I feel like I, I didn't get to have a lot of power as a child because I was... Um, yeah, we needed to. I felt like I needed to take care of my mother in a certain way. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if that if that helps at all. And then mm-hmm. there was, you know, also in that same dream, there was a conversation with my. It wasn't me, but somebody in the dream was talking on the phone to my ex husband, and that kind of like heightened all the, the issues, the power struggles. So it kind of sees how general relationship is. There's my son, my ex-husband, my mother. I mean, like, my relationship to all these people has certain elements that are very similar mm. and that are all playing. They all come from me. So there's all, they're all working out some, some issue in me, some psycho-spiritual growth that's happening. That's mm-hmm. how, how I see it. Yeah. Well, there's, there's many directions I feel like we could go with that dream. But if, uh, if we're going to look at it elementally, I'll say that the, the frustration you bring up is associated with the wood element and the spring season. Mm. And again, the liver, the gallbladder, the eyes. And psych- psycho-spiritually, it's associated with having a sense of direction. Mm. So not only the vision way out into the distance, that's where I'm going, that's what I'm going to do, but also the ability to, to put one foot in front of the other and go there. Mm-hmm. And frustration happens partly when, when something or someone gets in the way of that mm. motion, right. that forward motion. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of where, you know, if this were my dream, where I as the dreamer am standing kind of in this wood energy. Mm-hmm. And then in my vicinity, there's a phone call happening, yeah. and communication and connection is more of a, f- 
fire element hmm. activity. So that's present. And then is, was there a specific space or place that your son's refusing to clean up in this dream? Uh, it was the living room of the house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a shared space. Yeah, shared space. Hmm. And and what's what's wrong with it? We were playing a, a game that there was a, there was me and some other family members playing a, like a board game and and my son was also playing the game and um, and when the game was, and then the phone rang and and my one of one of the people in the and one of my family members was talking to my ex husband and and that was the end of the game that there was uh, that like the last move had been played right as the phone rang. And so the game was over, and, and so somehow I decided that it was up to my son to clean up the board game. Mm. Okay, so so elementally there's the presence then of Earth for me too because it's the living room, uh -huh. it's the shared space, it's like the center, and there's playfulness there too. There's a kind of... Um, coming together, you know, the community coming together. Right. Well, playing board games was a big feature of my childhood because we, we had, I had three siblings, so the four of us often played board games together. It's a way to... Oh, okay. So, so another kind of echo of the childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then this is interrupted by that, by the phone? Yeah, right, exactly. Well, the game continues, but uh, but it's it's coming to an end, and the person picking uh -huh. up the phone like play makes the last play. And, and okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I noticed then, I would, I, I'm gonna go with uh, um, one one possibility here that the cleanup, that the desire here is for a type of metal activity, cleaning up and basically saying yes and no. This is what's good. This is what's not good. This is where this thing goes. This is where that thing goes. That kind of sorting out and cleaning up is a metal activity. That's where we do our, that's our, our discernment, mm. kind of our yeses and nos. And also in our bodies, it's the lungs and the large intestine where, so we say yes and no physically with our breath and with the nutrition that we take in and then the waste that we send out. Right. So in, if this is my dream, I'm asking for this metal thing to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm asking for my son to do this and because it's not happening, I feel I feel frustration and I feel the echo of the imbalance in who has needs and who's going to take care of whose mm, needs right. is, is coming up. Yeah. Right. That's certainly so, a recurring theme in my in relationship for me. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I think the 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 one element that I'm not hearing in this story is water. Maybe huh. someone else listening would hear the water piece of this, but um, it, it, right now I'm not hearing that, the presence of that kind of condensing in water itself, quietude, reflection, awe, mm. awe and fear mm -hmm. are kind of mental, emotional water experiences. So because I hear the, uh, the other four elements showing up in some way, I'm finding myself drawn with this dream to water and to wondering how could water in my life or in my body be an important balancing force, especially because water nourishes wood, as I was mentioning. Mm. And we get a kind of brittleness when our wood is not nourished. It's right. easy to be frustrated and it's not easy uh, to bend. Oh my goodness, Leilani, I'm getting an association that I've actually kind of been dehydrated, literally, oh. literally dehydrated. <laughs> Lately, I went through a thing of being, uh, yeah, I've had, during this whole pandemic, it's kind of disrupted my habits of, of drinking because of tea in the morning, drinking in the car, that kind of thing has kind of gone uh -huh. out the window. So I've actually noticed I've been literally dehydrated the last oh. week or two. Well, perhaps your dream is inviting <laughs> you to drink a big glass of water. <laughs> well, I'm going to have some water right now. and We need to take good, a quick good. break. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll come right back with Leilani Navar and the Chinese elements. This is the Dream Journal on K-Squid 90.7 FM, and I am your host, Catherine Bell. The Lord of the earthquake, my trembling bed, the spider resumes the rhythm of its golden all of your spirit voices rule the night. All of your spirit voices rule the night. 
So we are here with Leilani Navar, acupuncturist and dream worker. Where are you located, Leilani? I am in a tiny town in uh, in southern Utah, uh. near kind of between the Bryce Canyon National Park and Capitol Reef National Park in the Canyonlands. Oh, wow. Yeah, you never know where folks are in this uh, virtual world we have set up, this virtual community. We could feel like we're right next door. I think it's so amazing mm-hmm. that we can have a conversation like this, yeah, and that I can be out here in the middle of nowhere connecting with you. And my mom's listening to us in Portugal, she told me during the break. So we're just connected all over the world. Oh, fantastic. Across the whole world. That is amazing. So, Leilani, uh, thank you for, for working that dream piece with me. That was that was helpful. Um, oh, good. Yeah. And I'm wondering if... Uh, you want to talk a little more about dreams and, and physical healing, and like, and of course, as an acupuncturist, physical healing is one of the things that you, you know, that you really specialize in. And how do dreams fold in with that? Yeah. So when when someone's physically healing from something pretty straightforward, you know, like a let's say a sprained ankle, most of our bodies know what to do with that, right. and the medicine used to enhance that healing is pretty obvious. But a lot of the things that I'm working with people for are not so clear. You know, we're talking about chronic digestive issues and they've been through all types of different types of testing and treatment or mysterious chronic pain or asthma or, you know, um, skin issues often are mysterious, right? So even within a brilliant holistic healing system like Chinese medicine, there's still so many different places we could direct our attention Mm -hmm. and so many different things the person could try. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I really value the dreams for is a little bit of prompting about where we should put our attention right now. So if so many things respond, let's say to a change in diet, you know, to someone cutting out the foods that are irritating them. If they're eating something every single day that's irritating their body, it's very hard for them to totally get better. Right. But it's a hard thing to do, to cut things out of your diet. So when someone has a dream that's full of earth imagery, which is associated with the digestion, and let's say a dream where the room, maybe the living room, is extremely cluttered Mm. and they can't, they, they just can't deal with the amount of stuff. Everything is backed up and stuff. And there's certain things within that stuff that they really don't like that, you know, was an old gift from somebody and that shouldn't be there anymore. Or someone else keeps putting these uh, bouquets of flowers in there that they don't even like. And those kind of make them sneeze, right? So then we start working through that. We're already, for me, in the territory of earth and digestion and material things. Mm. And then we start realizing, okay, there's this irritant that keeps coming in. So if if through a dream we come to this conclusion that there's something going on with the food being taken in, mm-hmm. then it's so much easier to go forth and make that change, or at least give it a chance, mm. right? Right. I wonder if you have some, some more examples. I love that about the living room and the clutter and how that relates to the intestines and yeah. uh, digestion. What if you have some more examples you'd like to share about that? Well. So bathroom dreams are common. I'm sure they you've are. heard oh hundreds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very common. Um, and uh, Billy Ortiz, who you interviewed not long ago, yep. she she recently was sharing with me, you know, the, reminding me, I guess, the take on the bathroom as like a place that we're usually alone. It's private. We're authentic, and you know, we kind of let our let our crap go. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but um, the I I think of it also because I'm so focused on the physical body, I think of it as a a pathway for elimination, right? Mm. So, and that's how we detox our bodies. That's how we clean out, right? So some of those bathroom dreams, again, bring my attention to like the bodily functions of being able to clear out and let go of what we need to let go of. On a a physical level. On a physical level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so often the physical is connected with the mental and emotional. Right, right. And so we'll start talking. I'll use words like let things go. And if it it might resonate with the person to realize that there's this old grief they've been holding on to and they've never been able to cry about it because they were being strong for someone else or Mm. or something like that. And Mm -hmm. grief, we know in Chinese medicine is dealt with by the lungs and large intestine. 
So mm -hmm. it all comes together. It's really, we're really one being, you know, with all these different kind of uh, manifestations of our experience, but it's the same thing to me. If someone says, I'm angry all the time, and they say, uh, I have high levels of liver enzymes. I mean, it's not literally the same thing, but it takes my attention to the same place. Right, right. So, so do you... Do you so when you see someone as a, a, in the acupuncture capacity? Do you ask about their dreams sometimes, or how often do you do that? I do that fairly often, and a lot of people know that I love dreams, so mm. they'll they'll sometimes come in with a dream and they'll say, "I had this dream and I knew I needed to tell it to you," or "I had this dream this morning and I thought it must be about my treatment," you know. Um, but I ask people who are open to it. Some people don't want to talk about dreams, right. but I do, I do often ask and it's, it, I use looking at the tongue and feeling people's pulses and listening to their symptoms and the quality of their voice. And it's, it's in there as one of my tools just to get a picture of what's going on with somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and sometimes people, yeah. oh, sorry, go no, ahead. no, go ahead, please. Sometimes people dream very physically of spots on their body. Oh, do um, they? Oh, yeah. Huh. And you've probably heard these images, maybe without thinking about it in this way, but uh, getting bitten by something in a specific place or, um, yeah, I've heard many sort of either a snake or an insect bite or that kind of thing, or a tattoo, or they somebody touches them, you know, in a certain spot, or like, you know, someone reached out and, and touched the back of my head. And then, you know, it unfolds into some other event in the dream. Well, there's many acupuncture points on the back of the head. And if they had a vivid dream about that, that felt significant to them, I check on the points on the back of their head and, and if, you know, how they relate into what we're treating. Right, right. Yeah, certainly the, like the snake bite, I, I'm, like, I know that that's, that's comes up in people's dreams. Uh, some, and it's usually, like you said, a very specific part of the body. Yep. Would it be helpful, do you think, for that person to do acupressure in those points, even if they are not seeing an acupuncturist at the time? or to? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I encourage that. And, and I think, I mean, I encourage people just to get to know the points on their body anyway. Your body's a whole landscape with all these different powerful places on it. And so if you dream of a spot, usually when a point is going to be helpful, for treatment, whether you're pressing on it yourself or I'm needling it, it has some sensitivity to it. Right. You know, you press around those points, the points around it in that spot, and then you get a feeling, just like with a dream, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, that, if you feel it, and then you can hold that point or gently massage it with little circles. Or, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did a acupuncture for oh quite a while, maybe 10 years or something at one point in my life, and it was very helpful in in stabilizing my body in certain ways and it was actually through that acupuncture that I became aware of food issues that um, mm. that have greatly improved my life to mm -hmm. totally eliminate uh, gluten and dairy from my life and that was through acupuncture great so extremely helpful and I, so I'm familiar with that sensitivity it's interesting yeah. how the uh, that on the physical level you you can find these points by feeling the sensitive place and it also happens emotionally for people that you know there's certain things that if you find that you're overreacting to something it might be good to kind of go back and feel around into what what was it the person said that triggered you and is there something there that you have a history with so it's kind of like an emotional sensitivity can occur and it might be helpful to spend some time in that emotional thing as, as a question if it's a little bit sensitive if it's overly sensitive and like you're thinking wow mm -hmm. that was like bigger reaction than warranted yeah then really there's kind of a analogy there to the emotional acupuncture if you like. that is a great point that's such a good point i i never thought about it in that metaphor but and it's almost the same too you can go back to that spot and kind of take a few breaths into it right. almost press on it a little more and, absolutely yeah and, you know i wonder if even dreams kind of do that because the dreams do do come up with our real sensitive spots like you know talking on the phone to my ex-husband like whoa that's a sensitive spot for me even now <laughs> yeah and i think our dreams sometimes um our treatments themselves. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know? I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Yeah. They don't. You don't necessarily have to take another action. Yeah. But maybe that was a. Maybe that was really important to in that dream, to feel the frustration and to have that phone ring and. 
right. you know, go through that. Well, I, do you, are you familiar with Michael Mead, the mythologist? Oh, yeah. Story, yeah. He's a wonderful he, storyteller. Yeah. He, uh, he talks about mythological acupuncture. Oh, huh. And I think that's, that's kind of similar to what you're saying with the dream where the story will stick you right where you need to get stuck, <laughs> you know, and right. he'll, he'll tell a story and, and everybody will respond to a different moment in the story because that's where their sensitive spot was and, right. and that's where they needed to, to get stuck. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, I have a, a, the idea that, that dreams are like our emotional immune system or they're part of our emotional immune system to bring us back into balance. And, and whether you remember the dream or not, the dreams are in there working behind the scenes, so to speak. Yeah, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But they do kind of stick us in the spots where we need to get stuck, and it doesn't always feel good. Sometimes it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And, it's, and yeah, sometimes it's uncomfortable, and it's, um, it's not done, right? Yeah. It's, yep. like, it's bringing our attention to it for whatever's next. Right. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to play another short piece of music, and I want to say this is the Dream Journal. You are listening to K-Squid 90.7 FM, community radio for Santa Cruz. And I am Catherine Bell. We're speaking with Leilani Navarre. So we're about to start our last segment, so you're welcome to uh, call call in. You can pick up the phone and reach us here at 831-900-5773. Max is ready to take the, your, the phone call from you. Again, that number is 831-900-5773. Maybe you have a dream you're curious about or a question for me or Leilani Navarre. So you're welcome to call in the show. The phone lines are open. The number here is 831-900-5773. That's 900-KSQD. So welcome back with Leilani Nevar. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Yeah. So I wondered if you'd like to talk a little bit about the Dreamer's Den. Uh, what is that, this, the community, say the subtitle of uh, well, like oh, dream yeah, work in community. Dream work in good company. And good company. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> dream work in good. So the the podcast is new. I I just released episode five yesterday, and that was actually an interview with Bob Quinn, who you mentioned in the intro. Right. I listened to that yesterday. It was a very very interesting interview. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it was really fun for me to talk to him because he he was so influential in me starting to work dreams with patients, and when I was. A student in uh, he was a supervisor in the clinic you know we got to work some dreams together so it was great to get him on the podcast and talk about his story with that but I'm I'm pretty excited about the podcast it's been really fun only five episodes so far but like you getting a lot out of interviewing people experienced with dreams and their own their own take on what this is all about and then I'm also facilitating a community. I have a free Facebook group going that's got all, um, probably in the in the hundred-ish people in there sharing dreams oh, well. and mm-hmm. commenting on each other's dreams. And that's been so fun. I've I've been pleasantly surprised by how well we can explore a dream in writing. I think I think following sort of Jeremy Taylor's approach of asking some questions and then people sharing, well, if this were my dream, here's what I would take. That works well in writing because then people can read that and kind of feel into it and see what, what strikes them. And then I've, I just hosted, a, co-hosted a live workshop with Melissa Grace, who you also interviewed recently. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's one of the things I'm looking to do more and more of with the Dreamer's Den is these live online events and workshops where we can get face-to-face, at least through Zoom, and dive in in real time to 
talking about our dreams and doing some creative practices and reflection and things like that. So fabulous. Well, we have a caller on the line, and and okay, we'll, we'll we'll uh, get back to that soon. So I think a second caller might have called in the same time. So if you called in and failed, you can call back because Max is now available to t- to put the second caller on the line. But we have a caller, so say hello. Hi. Hi. Can you tell us your name and where you're calling from? <laughs> well, well, this is Billy. Hello. Good to talk to you again, Billy Ortiz. Oh, Billy. Oh, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Billy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So good to hear your voice, uh, Liliani. Um, and you too. I, thanks. And I, you know, I was listening to your discussion, and I one thing that I got this huge aha about a lot of people dream about cars. I mean, I work on, I, I dream about cars, driving in a car, lost my car, where the hell is my car? Oh, absolutely. The car, car got stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me so too. So I was thinking about, would you consider that metal and fire element? Be- yeah. Because That's a great car- question. Mm-hmm. Because it's combusting, so, okay, I mean, right? And yeah. it's made of metal. Yeah. Right. So... so- I dream of cars a lot, too. I think that's a great take, that there's metal and fire happening in there. I also think about wood a lot with cars because very often in a car dream, you know, I'm trying to get somewhere. Hmm. And so moving moving with a destination in mind is often a wood Uh element thing. Like, you know, I was talking about having that vision of where you're going and actually being able to get there. So when something is wrong with the car, especially, and I've had these kinds of dreams, you know, the the brake pedal's not working or Mm. the gas isn't working or something about the go, Mm. Mm. (laughs) the go and the stop is off, you know, then I think about wood element too, because of that type of motion. And I do, I do think about the body in general with a car too, the general sense of this physical vehicle through which I move through the world, you know? But if it were right. specifically mm. about the engine or maybe the lights um, or the the body of the car, you know, there's an accident and there's a dent in it, I would definitely, yeah, go to fire and metal and kind of wherever. <laughs> the car, it's right. almost like the yeah. car itself has multiple elements, too. It's a very yeah, complex exactly. system, like our, the way our bodies are complex as well. I mean, it's not living, but there's a lot involved in cars for sure. So what would be your take then? So often people park their car and then they lose it and they forget where they've left it. So mm-hmm. would that be something about being out of touch with with what's happening in my body as the dreamer? Maybe so. Yeah, that might or or moving into a different physical experience, you know, leaving behind the way I used to move oh, in my body. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's very good because see I always think of it like that of some loss of identity and some invitation of the dream of inviting me to to build some new identity you know so that it's all connected yeah (laughs) that makes makes wonderful sense thank you Mm -hmm. oh thank you thanks for calling in yeah well great i'll I'll talk to you again bye-bye all right thanks okay that was uh billy ortiz who's on the on the show a little while ago dream worker in own right yeah the cars are extremely frequent uh Extremely, extremely frequent uh, dream images, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, Philly. <laughs> so we have... Yeah, a, and I think yeah, roads ahead. and maps. Roads and maps, too. I, I kind of think of those with, with car dreams. All right. Yeah. We have another caller on the line. So welcome, caller. You say your name and where you're calling from. Uh, my name is Stephanie Romano, and I'm calling from uh, Philadelphia area, Pennsylvania. Oh, fantastic. I'm curious, how did you uh, hear about the show today? Well, I belong <laughs> to the Dreamer's Den. Oh, perfect. <laughs> she oh. got an invite. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Yeah. Leilani <laughs> posted on the, uh, on the Dreamer's Den. So, oh, great. I'm so glad uh, you called, Stephanie. Thanks. Well, thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have a wide variety of listeners. Um, you know, most who's not interested in dreams, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just, yeah. they, they really, you know, they are just a, you know, a, 
a tableau of our life, you know, whether they're interesting or not. Everyone has some that grab them at some point. But, you know, as, as someone who um, really has never studied dreams or, or you know, interpretation of them, et cetera, et cetera, you know, I just kind of have them. Um, I really have, like, enjoyed. I just wanted to, to encourage people to, you know, to feel comfortable about joining a dreamer's group because it's so interesting. It's just, as a novice, I just want to, to you know, thank you and Leilani and others for um, talking about dreams because, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're a little bit personal and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not something that, you know, sometimes it goes into territory that is a little, you know, touchy. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, dreams will go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's like it's really it's nice to hear, um, you know, people share them and have them kind of spoken about and interpreted Mm. so that they're not it's not so scary. You know what I mean? To kind of bear that part of yourself and and be able to dive deeper into it. So that I didn't really have a question. I just kind of wanted to make that comment to encourage beginners to, you know, jump in and really really a lot of fun. Well, Stephanie, maybe you could say a little bit what, about what your experience has been with the Dreamers Den. Have you, because I take it you're fairly fairly new, uh, and how has it been for you? It, it's been great. I mean, I don't, I'm not a person who, who remembers too many dreams. You know, I know that I dream, but I, you know, I just wake up with bits and pieces often. But I have had a few uh, dreams that I remembered and with clarity and, and posted them on the, you know, on the site and had, you know, people comment on them. And lately, I mean, more, a week ago, I, I did partake in Leilani's um, Zoom class, you know, her Zoom uh, seminar. Yeah. And um, we had some breakout sessions. And that was that was an amazing, that was a kind of a life changer because I, I had a dream you know, I was. I had a dream that I called a dream theme. Actually, I had a few dreams in the same theme. Is you can't get there from here. You uh, know, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're somewhere, and you're, and it just seems like obstacle after obstacle to comes in front of you to, before you can get to where you really want to go. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some big, some small. You know, but it's just a, a parade of frustrations. And and you know, they after you know talking about the dream. They brought out a whole other facet of the dream that I never, ever would have, you know, it just was, it was not any, it was, wasn't within my scope of, of relating to the dreams. I never would have come upon it myself, uh, in other words. Well, that's one of the I advantages of sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, it was, so it was, it was, it was really mind-blowing, to tell you the truth, because it really... It, you know, it, it really resonated, you know? <laughs> right. It wasn't like something I just sort of had this kind of, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe no. It was like, yeah! Uh, <laughs> and that's how you know. The dreamer's one who knows. Yeah. Would you, I mean, and, and go ahead. Oh, I'm just, Stephanie, I'm just wondering, would you be comfortable to share what that aha was for you, what that resonance was? Well, so in the dream, you know, in both of the dreams, you know, they were about a month apart or so. Um, they were um, they were like dreams where I was I had traveled to Europe and from my home here in the states, of course. And I um, was there, and I couldn't I couldn't get back. I could not get back. So I was there. I was traveling. I was in in the second dream. I was really partying. Mm. I lost my purse. I lost my passport. Oh, well. <laughs> I lost my, you know, I lost my control of myself, <laughs> you might say. Sure. And I, uh, you know, and I was running around madly trying to find these things so I could, you know, have the information to even look up the flight or the travel arrangements, you know what I mean, to figure out where I had to be and when I had to be there. So I was just, you know, really lost and flustered and stuff. So to me, I thought, okay, that's point of the dream is that, you know, is that I just, you know, I want to get somewhere in my life that I'm just having trouble getting at, you know, Mm. and they kind of turned her around and said, you know, maybe, so you were partying, 
they focused on the party, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and how and how I got lost in the partying, you know, uh-huh. how I got lost, you know, they're like, you know, maybe there's a part of you that really wants to cut loose, and you know, <laughs> maybe get it, the getting lost is not, you know, is not the bad thing, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> right, right, so a complete focus on a part of the dream that was. You know, that was significant. I remember it well. And, you know, I do remember, you know, parting ways with with the people I was traveling with. And they were going out to bars and stuff like that. And I was still like, you know, in my frustrated way, just looking around and stuff. I was really kind of envious of them, you know, going out and having some fun. So, so maybe you need to go out and have a little more fun yourself, apparently. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it really rang true. So, you I know, was, see, you know, see, folks, dreams are not always bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, thank you. That was wonderful. That played out, but I was, you know, I was, and I thought about it so many times since then, you know, it's some, you know, when, something's true and it really sticks with you it comes back to your mind again and again you know right something to chew on well that's the thing as as jeremy taylor calls that an aha which is like a kind of a body a gut level feeling that like something's right here and you don't even necessarily Mm -hmm. have to be able to articulate what it is but that is that is like the acupuncture the acupuncture point that's like kind of goes through you like oh aha (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks, oh, Steph. That's great. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. Oh. Have a good day. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. 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 All right. Love that. Yeah. It, it, it is nice when the dreams are, are uh, kind of a... A prompting that you want to take, right? Uh, absolutely, right. <laughs> you don't need. You don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Oh, I better go have that hard conversation. Yeah. It's like I, I need to loosen up and yeah. maybe just lose my purse and have fun. <laughs> absolutely, you know, that, and that happens more often than you think. That we get very, very. I get very, very serious, and I'm like, oh, I've got to take care of this and that and that, and and the dream's like, eh, actually, <laughs> go, yeah, go for a swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Leilani, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, I would say that your dreams and your body are both these whole landscapes that if you're drawn to learn more about them, it's so it's satisfying, you know, and it's enjoyable in and of itself and then has all these beautiful downstream effects in your health and your life. And I'm just really lit up watching people make these discoveries and, and working with people mm. to experience what, what that all can do for you. So Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Leilani and Leilani Navar and the Dreamers Den, and let's keep in touch. Oh, absolutely. I look forward to talking to you again. I'll have to have you on the Dreamers Den podcast as well. I would enjoy that very much. Thanks for listening in to this conversation with Catherine Bell on the Dream Journal. I did have her on as a guest on the Dreamer's Den podcast for the new moon episode of September 2020. That's episode 13. If you want to go back and listen to that, we talked about the wildfires that were happening in her area of Santa Cruz, California at the time. Fire dreams and how dreams are always helping us from behind the scenes. I'd love to hear any questions or reflections this brought up for you. Please leave a comment right here on the show notes on thedreamersden.org slash 17 or come make a post or a comment in the Dreamers Den free Facebook group. I'll be back with a new episode for you on the full moon. Until then, wishing you deep dreams.